Recorded live.
rock the mic in rock and roll mode tonight. Hey, what's going on, people? It looks like um, changing hats tonight from DJ Spade to the DSR CEO standing in for Mr. Boston. I hope everything is good with you, man, and I hope you are healthy and well. But tonight, we are going in for the callers. I mean, we are testing the limits of a writer's imagination. I need y'all to be creative. Let's see how much of a great writer, a great poet you are. We are on the call in DSR Sunday tonight. I want y'all to display your imagination. You know, we're going to test all those limits, people. Bring your poetic fantasy to life with your pen tonight on DSR Sunday. To, uh... To stroke the uh, images and uh, your thoughts in your mind, I'm going to give you all this new piece that I wrote for this show. And that piece is called Imagination to Be Envisioned. Stand by. I'm an adventurer, becoming one with the sea. Traveling, seeking new places is how I live and breathe. A storm hit us out of nowhere. The waves crash, becoming big as mountains. The waves overwhelmed the ship as it got dragged down to the bottom of the sea. The moment, no, excuse me, the ocean swept me away like I was nothing. Thinking this is the end of me, I awake for a moment the sun grazed upon my eyes. I barely could see as I was being dragged from the beach. I passed out once more. Later, I awake again looking out of a window to a structure I seem to be in. It's dark outside, realizing it's nighttime. The door opens as... This stranger walks in at first speaking a language I couldn't understand until I said, who are you? Understanding my speech, the stranger apologized and introduced, saying her name is Ayana. As she takes off her hood, now realizing she is a beautiful woman who saved my life. I thanked her and asked, did you find anyone else that she said, no, you are the only survivor. As I then asked, where am I? She got closer, rubbed my head and said, you are in Africa. Days to weeks went by as I realized Ayana is a warrior woman who fed me, nursed me, got me healthy as I grew closer to her. Thinking to see the world is calling me, but do I really want to live, do I really want to leave? So I asked Ayana, do you want to come with me? As she said, yes, it is only me here. My family died some time ago. Now I continue on my journey, my destiny, with my warrior woman next to me. Now, 
where will the sea take me? And that's always on DSR all damn day in peace. Hey, shout out to all the callers. I want to get y'all inspired. You know, get those poetic minds and poetic fancies coming on in. And we're going to bring in the host of the night, Mr. Boston. Oh, wait, y'all, I'm sorry for not for being late. Oh, wait, I overslept. I'm sorry. I apologize to each and every one of the callers. I really do. I really apologize for being late. You know, uh, I am very, very sorry for that. Yeah, but we just you know, got started, man, so you basically just in time, and I'm going to hand you the mic and go back to DJ. Okay, well, so let's just let's just give it a little whirl because my mind is in outer space right now because I just woke up. So I'm just going to say welcome to each and everybody and thank you, DJ Kane, for holding it down until I got here. I really appreciate you, but I just want to say that um, we're going to try to explain this show tonight and we're going to bring this show in with this wow with this wild, um, beautiful show and stuff. So it is what it is. But let me just say this from Mr. Boston. Most boundaries of poetry exist beyond society within the limits of the writer's imagination. Poetry is one test of ideas. It is the ideas tested by experience. The full record remains unwritten, always marked by penetrating intelligence, infectious wit, graceful and winning manner, and fierce, almost ungovernable temper. In many ways, the the critics are writing abilities as a considerable presence they lie in the past who cannot be ignored or dismissed. One is always confronted by the force of our intellect and the integrity of our work. Our pen has a striking single-bindedness and consistency and wholeness invented by imagination, a realm more actual and significant than the mundane world of the Quarian life. There's only one thing in life, and that is the continual possibility of pursuing poetry and writing as an art, and I can therefore countenance no pursuing. I'm writing. And I will not compromise the commitment to total and in many ways admiral in the draft and intensity of commitment of a pinnacle that we have managed to ascend and experience the sustained burst of creativity that marks a poet writing at the height of his or her power in the vein that is broad and deep and uniquely our own self-critical scrutiny political excursions, possessions of experience in objective form as the intelligence strains to do the work of the imagination. The literary mind deep in irreconcilable conflict with its almost natural impulses and its fundamental ease, yet there are distinct echoes, voices yet to be heard representing the acquisitive instinct. Poetic action dramatizes the traditional versus modernism, public versus responsibility versus private and domestic obligation, egotistic will versus selfless action, ongoing life versus romantic morbidity, civilization versus individualism, 
The actions of our pen is a desire to record social and domestic detail for its own sake and by our imagination, remarkable literary sense, which makes him us conscious of the theme to influence the oncoming generations. Poetry exists partly to undermine the certainty of an accepted intellectual system by opening a fissure of awareness at which the reality of an unconquered world may enter. Poetry is the sound of language organized in lines more than meter, more than rhyme, more than image or alteration or figurative language. Line is what distinguishes our experience of poetry as poetry rather than some other kind of writing, and then it is only on DSR. 71.3 Fire Inc. Network presents Full Purpose Pen. And I, Mr. Boston, is your host tonight. Let's get it in. Always on DSR. Oh, damn. Day. All right, y'all. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. So we're going to start from the bottom up. We're going to do something different tonight. We're going to see what you got inside your head. We're going to see what you can't write down with a paper. We're going to open your mind to a lot of things, and I'm looking forward to dancing with you. First and foremost, let's bring in Mid-Southeast Texas. Mid-Southeast Texas. Mid-Southeast Texas. Yes, sir. All right now, all right now, all right. Well, you in the building with Mr. Boston, you know, and uh, I understand that I was late. I know y'all was waiting, but you know I got to something to pass by your mind for a minute. You know, a poem's point is nothing but a self-information that is relative, and a poem is absolute poetry music set into words. I want to see you and hear you spit from your intelligence in a poetic way with words to the audience. And I want you to lay it down to the point that poetry speaks with its most effective and inclusively free and formal verse when it recognizes the connection without apology. And I want you to emulate the condition of ritual that is what it is that comes from your mind that must always return to the nourishment to make poetry a part of this show's life and make it become a successful part of poetry. The mic is yours, brother. Spit that piece. <laughs> Laying in this bed alone again with tears in my eyes and I lay here with every name to me in my ear. I realize the truth of my treasure I once forsaken my failure was no surprise. The way I felt about you should leave you in a comfort, not feeling traumatized. Reminiscent of a love we once shared, I sympathize. What I should have given you, in essence, was real love truly symbolized. Hopefully, the passion that we shared, I won't have you trivialized. Not given any reason to have my actions criticized. Understanding how I feel about you, I can't let go unsaid. With quick passion alone, I pass to our future. I don't want to have to be misled. If any point of I've forgotten 
to acknowledge our love. Don't charge it to my heart. Charge it to my head. Don't you see, my dear? I'm hungry for love. I want to have it fed. How can I get you to see that it's with you I want to wear? Baby, I want to see that what we share is gross. I want widespread. Being alone doesn't work for me. Being with you is something I want instead. If I could, I would want to express the love that goes beyond our bed. I wish you could see how much your love courses through my veins, through my nerves. As I acknowledge more than my appreciation of you, not just your voluptuous curves. Knowing if I had this ladder, would have had me thrown out of the cold with a curse and realize that what I'm telling you comes from my heart, not just some meaningless verbs. Your trust is something I've always valued. And much like Usher, our passion to remain hotter than third degree burns. I wish for you to look into my eyes and know that your heart is valued more than any twists and turns. I mean everything that I said here. No reason for looking for this and that and three-thirds. Because I know what's precious to me, and it weighs more than the power of words. N-P-D-S-R-R. Oh, we look at you coming here and let us know that poetry speaks most effectively and inclusively in that free form of verse of the mind, and it always turns back to that nourishment. My brother, my brother, I want you to stay on the line so we can sit back and so we can cruise like a cruise ship on a cruise into Jamaica with our voices tonight. So no we're going to sit you back down there in the building. Just stay in the building. Next <laughs> caller up, we got Brother O1975 in the building. Brother O, what be what it be, man? I'm doing good, Mr. Mars. How you feeling? Man, you know what? I woke up late, but I woke up with some fire inside of me, man, and I feel good tonight. I overslept, but you know that's the that's one of the things that happens sometimes when you when you get a little older. You know what I'm saying? I just passed fifty nine. I just hit fifty nine last Wednesday. You know, and sometimes you get old and you get tired. You know what I'm saying? But this is what I got to pass by you. The metaphor of art as a whole is a riddle. And the way of putting it is to say that art expresses something while at the same time hiding it. The function of poetry is to point out that the sign is not identical to the reference. The end of writing is to instruct. The end of poetry is to instruct by pleasing uh, by pleasing poetry that presents the thing in order to convey the feeling. I should be precise about the things that read Tyson about the feeling of for As soon as the mind responds and connects with the thing, the feeling shows the words. I want you to 
spit a piece of poetry from your inner city groove like a metaphor, like poetry that is concise and conveys a human experience. And the mic is yours in its linguistic operation. Spit that piece. Well, the real brothers in the building this evening. I need to have a real man-to-man conversation with y'all, if you don't mind. Because it's important to demonstrate your love through actions, not just words to your woman. You know, my brother, we often have a tendency to neglect the importance of backing up I love you by through showing our sisters how much we care about them every now and then. And you can tell a woman how much love with your words all day long. However, you have to demonstrate it through your actions because this situation, love is a verb, not a noun. These verbs are words that you demonstrate are actions. Nouns are words that describe people, places, and things. Now, you say it's about keeping that lovely queen of yours around and avoiding the possibility of her shouting around for another brother's attention. Listen to me very carefully. A brother, there's so many small gestures at your disposal for you to demonstrate your real love for your actions in addition to your words because there's one thing to talk about doing something special for your beloved queen. There's another thing to actually do what you said that you were going to do for her. My brother always saying, send your whole paycheck and your taxi fund to do something extravagant for her. What I mean by that is, do something out of the ordinary or out of care for your queen. Remember, my brother's love is demonstrated through your actions, not just your words. You can keep it simple like, Honor a card and write a special message or a short love poem express, expressing how much you appreciate her. Buy some flowers or buy several of her favorite things. Put dinner for her, clean the house for her, and watch the shock and surprise on her face. Take her out of nine in the town. Go out for a walk and show your affectionate side without shame for a change. Take her out to a favorite restaurant. And pays everything. You sell romantic for her. Give him the kindness of your heart. Participate in one of her favorite activities without murmuring or complaining for once. And that then, then the first reward will be you'll get those extra goodies in return. You know what I mean? My brothers, you need to remind her that you're there for her. You need to stay on point and pay attention to her needs and desires. You need to show her love. You need to show her how much you love her before she disappears in the thin air. Now your life is good. I don't get upset when you happen to see her in another brother's company. Real woman, need us as real men, demonstrate our true love for them. Because it's more than a physical connection. It's that special spiritual connection, the foundation that you have that will keep your relationship with man's going strong. 
more lessons is formed. Keep that connection strong. Because communication solves any situation. Stay consistent with doing a small gesture. And stay consistent in demonstrating your love through your words, through your actions. Not just your words. That's that piece. Oh, we, that is. That is. What it do? Damn, you came in here, man, because it is reality that is a, as is impacted directly by our senses and our consciousness. And if we could have direct communication between that material world and ourselves, Art would be unnecessary. Poetry is not only the concise way of conveying that human experience, it also offers the highest possible standard of ending linguistic operation. And Brother O, your verbal art is the experience of an aesthetic because it exploits to the full every option for making verbal behavior non-difficult. You feel me? Right. Yeah. Okay, Brother O. We're going to set you back down on the couch, and uh, we're going to bring in the next caller, which is Florida. Florida, you in the building? Florida? Florida? Florida in the building, yeah. You trying to be like me, huh? You trying to be like me a little late, huh? No, not at all. I had myself muted because I was listening to something, so I didn't want to disturb the other artists. But good evening, my dear friend. How are you? I I am absolutely fine. A little older, but I'm fine. Overslept, but you know, I want to pass this by you and let me infuse your mind because it is a thing that makes the senses come alive because a poem is an interruption of silence and an occupation of silence, whereas public language is a continuation of noise. So I just want to pass something by you that that says that poetry offers a way of understanding and expressing existence that is fundamentally different from conceptual thought. And in the process of bringing that conceptual thought to mind, I'm going to infuse you and make you follow. And I hope that you can follow before I give you the mic, because some Kool-Aid tastes like pussy and booty. <laughs> so she said she would look like she would like to be that sugary liquid in my cup with an almost unapologetic smile. She conveys she conveys that filthy sex stuff she wants to do, and every dude been scared except for Mr. Boston the master of the freak. She said she was this special product you could buy for a bachelor party from Spencer's Gift in the mall. She explained her best attribute was sipping semen and there was bonus points for moaning. (laughs) 
She wanted me to be a blowfish, wanted me to follow her legs to her booty. I wanted her to squeeze my blob so it puffs out like a blowfish. I asked, was she like a tissue? You're going to need it from the calm up in your nose. Baby girl, because you're sucking on my Johnson, because I'm going to pump you up, cold spit your clit, then let your cum fall in my mouth while you suck on my Johnson. Then I'm going to turn you belly over and belly up and lick that ass right where you shit. She said, you ever did it in the bubble bath? And I said, girl, you want to experience it? Going to tongue down your butt, not scared to head south, even if I have to traverse your wild pubertega to reach that promised land. Milk sounds delicious. Let me enjoy your female ejaculation, almost drowning in your pussy, so I swam to your butt. Can my dick get in some of those guts? Can you up like that ain't been cut? Show your ass how you really can catch a nut. Eligible bachelor million dollar boat that's whiter than what's spilling down your throat. Rip your butt out of place. Maybe it's time to put your pussy on my sideburn. She said, you're thirsty. You need my Kool-Aid. She said, lick around my asshole. That makes me wet because no one knows where the nose goes. Honey, spread of that asshole like a wide mouth bass. I got a 10-inch pole that will go in your hole and take your soul. Make nut come out your nose. Fall off your clothes. Let me think, what could I do to kick it off? How about I come all over your dick and then I lick it off? I kissed her and made semen taste like fruit juice, not Kool-Aid. I'm going to make it rain for your here for year is a golden shower. Smell it like a flower. Your pussy is a rose. Come a little closer. I want to fuck your nose. And that's only on DSR. And Miss Florida, the mic is yours. Follow suit. Weed, sex, and funky rhythm. Sex and okay. funky rhythm. He left the seed from his thoughts. The moment I eat, he left the seed from his I live the reality of his potent impartation, formulating questions vibrated on the scale of my mind. Here, I tried to weigh his measure. Best would have been to flow in the truth of his stream prepared for me. I chilled in his calm, unfolding my surrender, laying me there as usual before him. Love has her form. She knows the study of each breath we inhale and exhale. In the invisible vapor, she reads your chemistry, setting adrenaline to drip at the prescribed coordinates of love's See, listen to my rhythm. I caught love in her unapologetic realm when my soul was introduced to my alpha relation. Love moved her world into my rooms, decorating the process with my agreement. Royal, beautiful, with and sexual clothes and spiritual adornment, although my thoughts of this alpha sexy were trading for more sensual attainment forming in heated sexual twists. Damn, I wanted to own his masculine mass. Not to control, but to introduce our control to the moment of dissolution 
along with increased submission. In the harvest of springtime, he allowed, no, I boldly invited him to a moving visitation, soliciting his finger sampling, stay active. The moments gained heat with each touch of his giant soft hand, drifting me into his style of an upside-down stroke, engaging my body to follow with thrusts I call I recall living images of recent solos. Heat was emitting from her body, ignited with his deliberate encouragement. She wiggled sweetly, so invigorating, stimulating him. His massive chest rose and fell in the same rhythm of his giving. Her legs widened from the hips. His view of her opening blazed through his finger touches, bringing creamy pops from baby's exact touch on every sensitive spot of her sexy lip. Intermittent slips against her aroused sponge arched her back, causing her to move her thighs to greedily pull more action from his finger pull. My lover pulled my pearl to the right and then the left paying attention to rock soulfully in the middle, wetting the way for his entrance. His desire and design was to climax her tightness to a soaking, then stick me up for the rest of his... My body trembled. He staggered the strokes with brief pauses. The last stroke of sponge touch and clip brush. She spoke aloud, one consonant, as he... Surfed contractions expertly. Excitement flooded his movement, had me so visibly wet, her prisms like glisten reflect in his eyes. He stuck his masterful baton to the hilt, wiggled it against her walls, pulling back just enough to strike softly. Now, on my now engaged, engorged pearl. Oh my God! My canal cried and sucked it holding his jewel cases with her tears, knowing the swerve she freaks on. His hat touched that sponge again, just inside her entrance way of pleasure, rubbing his heart against the spongy delight brought sharp intakes of air through her teeth as her arms gripped his back, gliding down to his thick thighs, raising her legs to reach under, softly loving his now-tightening jewel cases. Touching him set his stroking into a fiery sticking, where every stroke agreed as her walls applaud his funk. His strokes got shorter and funkier. She was lost in their created quiet storm. Somewhere in the pound of those natural strokes, in funky, sexy rhythm. And peace. Oh, wait. Look at there. You came in here, and you did your dance. And I had to smoke a cigarette on that alteration of words. You know, I want to thank you, and I want to sit you back down on the couch for a minute. We're going to bring in the next caller because you know we're going to be moving like we got a rope cow in the building trying to get away. You know what I'm saying. So we're going to sit you back down on the couch for a minute, and we're going to bring in Northwest Ohio. Northwest Ohio, are you in the building? 
Yes, how are you? Northwest, how are you doing, Pamela Bailey? How are you? I'm doing, I'm doing very well. How are you? Um, I am, you know, like I said, I, I, I come to do what I best do, you know, because like I said, poetry is an interruption of silence and the occupation of silence is whereas the public language is a continual noise. And you know how I do, I make a lot of noise, you know what I'm saying? Because I know that that poetry is a structure of signifiers that uh, that absorb and reconstitute the signify. And, you know, we all know that literature is the question minus the answer. So, you know, we like to take poetry as a language, and we take that language in the orbit, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes sometime, uh, what characterizes a poem is necessary, the, the necessary dependence on words as much as it is struggle to transcend them. And so since you in the building, since you in the building, you know, I, I, um, you know, do what I do. You know what I'm saying? You know what I do. I do what I best, you know. So, uh, hey, you know, I know you're not going to do a piece, and I know that yeah, I'm going to have to do a piece in place of the, the, the piece you're supposed to do. Was So I'm going to shoot some arterialization at you and make your whole world change, and I'm going to make you flip and flop all upside down like you on a hook. In this bottom of the sea, you feel me? I'm feeling you. All right, all right. She said, "Time to teach me that some of that slow, sexy tongue, some offering him free access to her waiting coochie." He gently began to move his wet fingers in tiny circles around her clit. She moaned somber deep and low as he felt the little nub begin to swell and harden under his fingertips. She shifted her hips in unison like a well-orchestrated samba. Her tongue seamlessly slid back and forth between smooth jazz and samba, her body responding to the figure-eight beat, but this tongue samba had her cunt juices flowing, kissed soft and wet, breathing on her erect clitoris fully emerged. She whimpered, longing for him to kiss her there as his tongue slid along her cleft, she grasped as it was so much better than fantasies as she felt her body rising inexorably towards climax. He licked and sucked her sex, causing wave after wave of pleasure gushing through her. As her sigh spoke loud and clear, make me come as she shudders, Samba, against the full flat of his tongue as he swallowed her thick, tasty cream as he felt the gushing flow of her calm washing his face. As he sucked harder on her thin, unable to resist the urge to taste her again, he lowered his mouth over her clit and flicked his tongue back and forth over it. She held onto the brass headboard to study herself. She began grinding her pussy down against his hot tongue. Sticking his tongue straight out, she began to fuck his mouth as he left and tasted her juices running freely from her pussy. Over her mouth and cheeks, her breathing was becoming faster and raspier, clinging and cluing him in to her approaching orgasm. He waited to hear her grasp out, oh, yes, Samba, Samba. His reward was hearing her scream for pleasure as she bucked against his tongue. Samba, Daddy, Samba. He stopped sucking at her clit and began licking as much of her sweet honey as his tongue could reach. 
When he felt her spasm quiet from her orgasm, he began again sucking on her clit, wanting her to feed him more of her wet pussy and sweet juices. She rode his mouth and tongue like a miniature cock, humping and grinding as she screamed again and again with intense orgasms. Ooh, ooh, samba, 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 big daddy, samba. And that's only on DSR all damn day. And there you have it. <laughs> and there you have it, Miss Pamela Bailey. How you feeling tonight, though? Real good. <laughs> you feel real good now, huh? Okay, don't 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 run to the bathroom now. <laughs> yeah, you know what time it is. Sorry to have to put you in such a straitjacket. But, you know, I know that you come to the show to visit, you know, so it's all good. It's all good. All right. So what we're going to do, we're going to sit you down on the couch, and we're going to bring in Western Southwestern is in the building. Western Southwestern, you're in the building with Mr. Boston. Who do I have the opportunity of speaking to? It's that um, 1966 Cadillac. Uh-oh, uh, Mr. Uh-oh. Mr. we already know Charismatic is in the building, baby, baby. <laughs> well, Charismatic, this is what I got this what I gotta pass by your mind. Something that's on my mind. Poetry is that spontaneous overflow of powerful feelings. And it takes its origin from emotions recollected and tranquility. The motions is contemplated till by a species of reactions that tranquility gradually disappears and an emotion kindred to that which was before the subject of contemplation is gradually produced. And does itself actually exist in the mind in this mood successful composition generally being? Portrait is a verdict rather than an intention. The power of verse stems from an indefinable harmony between when it says and what it is. Two opposing forces inhabit the poem, one of elevation and one of uprooting, which pulls the words from the language and the other of gravity, which makes it return. The poem is an original and unique creation, but it is also reading and recitation, participation. The poet creates it, the people by, re- by recitation recreate it. Poet and readers are two moments of a single reality. Charismatic, the mic is yours, so bring us to that poetic reality and singleness. All right. Okay, then. I'm going to dedicate this poem to you. Uh Uh-oh. All right. The poem is called Like a Cadillac. You see, it comes to the time. Regulating your mind, getting your shine. When you switch to the horsepower and you're riding along, see a lady that you like. Say, hey, do you want to go ahead and ride right to my mind? That Cadillac point. That 1966 Cadillac got your mind on the gravitation, no hesitation. So right now, baby, I'm going to give you education. They call him Mr. Boston. And when you ride 
come along strong. When those heat strokes are so long, she was like, Mr. Boston, I see why I call you that, Mr. Boston, because everything is like it's so new when you just come through driving that old Cadillac. She saw her eyes glamorize, seeing him on with that foot on his pedal. She knew it was something so special, Mr. Boston never forgot. He was going about 80 miles per hour that all of her body and juices he wanted to devour. She was looking at him. She said, go ahead, Big Daddy. I know it's your birthday, and uh, I know that you can go ahead and drive along with this 66 class. But he, he wanted to create magic, and you know how he do. It's like the magic, majesty. And you know with the edges and the completion and going down to her region, he wanted to suffocate her puddles that she was squishing out. She said, why the big daddy? That Cadillac movement, that 1960 classic, it's so fantastic. She said, oh, you missed the boss. Yes. And sometimes I may be cold and sometimes I may be hot. But I guarantee I'll give you all I got, like that 1966 Cadillac, all up in my driveway. And you know I'm going to go ahead and make your world my highway. Damn, your eyes going cross, cross from the east to the west to the north to the south. You gave her all that mouth, and she was like, Big Daddy. Go ahead and ride it like a 1966 Cadillac, that good old Cadillac, that moving up and down Cadillac, that makes me want to go and ride you to our destination type of Cadillac. And she said, I'm ready, ready where you are. This Cadillac has so much meaning, and it might have me screaming because I just can't stop dreaming. That's Miss Boss. A player in his day, a king in his day, with no delay. Because it's like that comfort, it's like comfortable feeling that just will never go away. That destination, that drive, that make her feel alive in that 1966 Cadillac. This automatic carriage, Mac, the lyrical engine, King of Codes. Drive along, drive along, your birthday has come. Now you should drive her to your feeling of a 1966 Cadillac. And after you get to your destination, it's all that she wrote. Put it in park and go ahead and march. Put the Viper to Viper and drive. Well, I picked her up. I had to burn that U at the corner. And I picked her up. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah, I picked I her up. I want to buy your 1966 Cadillac, Jack. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and I, I, drove, I drove and burnt that U on the corner. And she was still standing there waiting. And you know what I told her? You know, let me tell you what I told her. Let me tell you what happened in the process. <laughs> let me tell you what. Let me tell you. Let me tell you what happened in the process. I pulled up side her and opened the door, and she got in. And I said, mm, girl, your chocolate cake tonight. 
There's nothing better than a hot cake with your warm ice cream oozing chocolate from the center. Mmm, that taster of your recipe. Lift your almond brown skin. All I want is some of your chocolate cake to fall in my face tonight. <laughs> Lace with caramel sauce and top with whipped cream. I'm hungry, baby. I want to I want every drop of your divinity ice and I don't mind showing you my appetite, baby girl. You know what I want. Let me do it to you. Let me do you like uh 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 slamming that thing like a Cadillac doll. Baby, let me come and change your life. Eat it, ate it, love it. Would you be my baby tonight? Talk to me, baby. I'm going after this sweet, sweet craving. Whoa, oh, let loose of your mind and go crazy. So, baby, pull me closer. I don't know what you say, but, baby, what you need is to switch off your head and let your heart live with me, with you giving me some proper head. Cake mixed finger licking like tactics, tongue gymnastics. I can feel your lips all around me. Come on. In front of and back of you. Ooh, I love the taste of you, girl. You know what I'm talking about. Want to taste it in the morning when I'm waking up like peach cobbler in my stomach when I eat it up. Got your legs around my neck so I can't get up. Girl, represent your clit. Get it? Want to stick my tongue in your oven from them for them goody treats. There's nothing better than a hot cake with your warm ice cream oozing with chocolate from the center. Um, the taster of your recipe, lick your almond brown skin. All I want is some of your chocolate cake to fall in my face. Laced with caramel sauce and topped with whipped cream. I'm hungry, baby. Please drive me crazy. I need a freak, but he want to lick the icing off. Let me, let me, let me turn the lights down. Let me and you share it all night tonight. Let me put my love into you, baby. Let me cut your cake with my tongue. Introduce my me to your healthy dessert. I promise you this cake tasting session will be like no other. I want your chocolate cake in my face all night. This night with warm ice cream oozing with chocolate from the center. She said, I'm wide open. Come get it. I have nothing but admiration for you, and I'm about to prove it. Down the corridor toward the classroom, leaving the door wide open. But she said, don't come in me. I want to swallow it. I want to blow bubbles with your sperm. Baby, you sure about that? I have two gallons. Now you have to hang over the back seat in peace. That's that piece. Automatic cabinet. <laughs> you say you did you did all that within that Cali now. Oh, what yeah. does the Cadillac look like? Yeah, you yeah, you know how big you have to clean off the Cadillac. Yeah, you know how big those Cadillac seats is in the back, especially when you oh, got you know, a drunk. You got that in the Cadillac, huh? You got that nice. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out how, how what would it be like in that nice yeah. Cadillac yeah. seat. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I had to get it on that back seat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I to, yeah, I had to I had to stain that back seat, you know? <laughs> Make yeah. that back seat available. <laughs> yeah, man, she, she had that hematoma. You know what I'm saying? I had to administer that hematoma. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God.
Yeah, but you know, you know how we do. You know how we old cats do, man. We we get it on the back seat. All you have to do is slide between the alley and them dipsy dumps and pull the dipsy dumps in the front and the back and block the alley off and get her on the back seat, man, and whip it. And, 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 and whip it. You know what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. You, you know, uh, uh, I know it's your birthday. What was your birthday yesterday? Now, I Wednesday. Had to do a little Wednesday. Like, it was Wednesday. I had to do a little Cadillac 1966 Cadillac because I could see you at 1966 Cadillac. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, there, charismatic. We'll set you on the couch and and uh, just stay tuned, man. We're gonna come back to you, man. We're coming back to you. All right. All right. We're gonna bring in Illinois. We're gonna bring in Illinois. Illinois, you in the building? Illinois, you in the building? I'm just on the couch tonight. Oh, you're going to get on the couch tonight? Yep. Okay, well, since you're on the couch tonight, I got something to pass by you. I want you to reiterate on it, okay? You don't have to speak mm-hmm. no piece for it. I just want you to reiterate on it. Um, the poet who writes free verses like a Robinson Crusoe on his desert island. He must do all his cooking, laundry, and darning, and darning for him, and ironing for himself. And in a, a few exceptional cases, this mainly independence produces something original, impressive, but more often result of squalor: dirty sheets on the unmade bed and empty bottles on the unswept floor. In poetry, it is the choice of expression that determines the content, whereas in prose, it is the opposite. It is the world. The author chooses the events that happen in it that dictate its rhythm, style, and even verbal choices. Can you reiterate on that? Yeah, that was pretty deep. I think you did a good job of breaking that down all by yourself. <laughs> no, all I'm saying is a writer who writes in free verse or writes in a free style is like mm-hmm. liking to living on a desert island, that his mind is free and not captured by the surrounding environment as opposed to living in a city or in the countryside. And he must do all the thinking for himself in his prose, in his poetry, in his lines, and and, in his alterations, in his metaphor. And sometimes being in that independent place where it's quiet, he produces something so impressive that it either surprises him and sometimes he has to fold back his mind with the old from the old bed sheets and his unmade up mind and in the empty bottles that sit in his mind he has to choose which expression that determines the content of his right and mm-hmm. sometimes his right is poetic sometimes it's prosetic and sometimes it just be altogether opposite. And it's up to him to choose in those events what he dictates on paper or in his mind, whether it's a rhythm or a style. And he uses those verbal choices to write his lines of poetry or prose, whichever he chooses to be. You understand? Did I break it down enough for you? Yeah, I think I, I follow you on that. Okay. All right. That's what I wanted to pass by you. And from that, yeah. from this point on, I'm going to ask every poet that comes to the mic that very question, and I want to see how you respond to that. 
question. But anyway, my lady, I really appreciate you coming through just for the support. That makes me feel good when people come through and support this platform and support the DSR family. I just want to say from the DSR family and myself, we appreciate you. Thank you, Mr. Boston. I appreciate being here. Okay. All right. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a music break. We'll be right back. DJ Kane, take us to that music break. Result of squalor. 
dirty sheets on the unmade bed and empty bottles on the unswept floor. But in poetry, it is the choice of expression that determines the content, whereas in the prose, it is the opposite. It is the world the author chooses, the events that happen in, in it that dictate its rhythm, style, and evil verbal choices. Joe the Verbal, mind dancer, since you're in the building, can you reiterate on that? And then the mic is yours. That's actually a very, very, very good question, Mr. Boston. Uh, uh, I see a lot of that uh, in my writing, you know, uh, personally, uh, you know, sometimes I get in, get in those moods where I just don't care and, and getting lost in my mind. And But the best way I can do is to express it in, in pen, you know what I mean? I mm-hmm. need to write those things down on paper and, uh, you know, it's, it's in, in in a way, it's a bit of an escape from, you know, it's an escape from that from that room with the with that dirty sheet and those bottles all around. It's an escape from that. It's uh, it's a way to uh, make the world beautiful around you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So the mic is yours, my brother. Oh, this piece is called Human Frailty. Far be it for me to say, but I've made some observations. There's a common bond in humanity in every nation. This bond and quality is as diverse as its cultures. It's a common thread, more so than human blood is red. I know a man from India who loves to gamble. I know a woman who lies for no reason. We've all met that person who seems to know everything. I have a family member who swears she can sing. A friend of mine who speaks fluent Russian. Can't talk to anyone without touching. Now ask yourself this. Have you met anyone that just talks shit? The ones who have the one-up on everything you've done? Then there's the one who holds on to the past. They will only converse about the life they've had. Let's not forget about the show-offs and the tell-alls. Liars, junkies, and thieves, the company that won't leave. The always asking, never giving, the jealous of how you're living. This is quite a list, and this barely scratches the surface. My purpose for these verses is to make us see. There is no limit to human frailty or its diversity. We are not racially divided. We are truly one. Can you name one race or culture that's missing from these observations? Every country, every state, every one-block community. There's not one populated area, area excluded, see? We are simply human and nothing more. All blood is red when spilt on the floor. That's my piece. Oh, my goodness. You know what? I'm going to say this. Poetic influence is when it involves too strong, authentic, the authentic voices. The poet's right and the poet. And it always precedes an active, creative, actually a necessary interpretation of a fruitful poetic uh, influence, which stays the main tradition of poetry in its self-saving character. And sometimes it can be perverse, willful revisionism without 
without uh, without that, poetry would not exist. And you, the epitome of all of that, wrapped up into one beautiful package. And then the voice and the 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 tone in which you spit your pieces is a significance in the spoken word. You know, it's like you take that imaginary language and make it come to life with, with as it develops along the 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 profile of the paper and those words speak through those lines and that ink just like it's a story that has no ending and the audience be wanting more. And Mr. Joe the Verbal Mind Dancer, you do that so well. You know you capitalize on your words, you know, and it's and it makes it suited for your inner state of being where it's it's like innate self organizing. It's like a learning program that you bring to life in an improving way. I appreciate that, Mr. Boston. Thank you, man. Indeed, indeed, indeed. So we're going to set you back down on the couch there. Just stay tuned. And we're going to be coming to a, we're going to do a speed round shortly. But in the meantime, we're going to set you back down on the couch and uh, we're going to bring in Mother Wit. All right. All right. Thank Mother you. Wit. Mother Wit, you in the DSR building. Mr. Boston is on the line talking to you. What's going on, Mama? I'm here. Hey. Hey, you know, you said, hey, you know, like you ain't seen me in a long time, you know, so you trying to I, say it in a way where you miss me, huh? <laughs> I, I seen you for your birthday that, uh, was that, last week? Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday. I seen you. It wasn't that long ago. It's just that I'm always happy to hear your voice. Oh, I'm, I'm happy because you come through and just support, just being here. Being here makes everything that much better, you know, just you. Because, you know, I like to hear that all-around girl come out of you, you know. Yeah, well, she she getting old now. She ain't. She, <laughs> look, you, ain't getting, you ain't getting old. <laughs> you ain't getting old. Every day you get one day younger. Oh, uh, well, I mean, I'm going out the world backwards then, right? <laughs> well, you know, sometimes they say when you come in the world forward, you go out backwards so you can see everything that you're leaving behind. <laughs> well, uh, what you got for us, Mama? Um, let me see. I was trying to look on here, look in here and see what I want to do. Now, what kind of what kind of feel is going on for the night? We having a good time? We serious? We doing? Uh, what kind of poetry y'all been getting tonight? Say that again. I said, what kind of feel we got tonight going on? We having a humorous well, you know time? What? We having a serious time? Well, what kind of time we having? Well, it's, 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 it's like this. I'm going to tell you exactly what it is. It's like, I wonder what came to your mind with seeing tonight's format. What is your poetic fantasy? Straight oh. to it. If you are rock and roll tonight to heighten that blast out, your eardrums to inspire you as the bass speakers burn on the DSR stage. So therefore, you do what you do, whether it's okay. nasty, sexy, mind-bending, mind-uplifting, heart-breaking, heart-mending, you know, sexy, sexual, whatever you choose to do, put your battery in and let's go. 
Okay, well, I'm just going to uh, just keep it light then. I ain't got to do no uh, serious piece. I don't feel like getting no serious moves. So I'll probably just do this one called, uh, let's see, I did that one Friday. Let me see, that one called Party Drunks. I don't know why I'm thinking I want to do Party Drunks. We just did that one Friday. How about after hours? I'll take you back to the old days. Do what you do. Because you, you, like, you still like this kind of stuff. Okay. It's called, it's called after hours. Dudes in duds and broken down brims, cocked and bent, creases and trousers when thugs were gents. People with attitudes, women too, Demeanor and outfits like Ebony's front pages, dudes and duds, broken down brims, money on backs, eyes watching the eyes of watchers, entrances and exits, a wink or a nod, jazz and smoky rooms, groomed and manicured, sachet across the room. Stepping up in ballet shoes, shined, no scuff. After hours, high-profile dudes and duds and broken-down brims. Men creating temporary illusions. They were clean to the bone. I mean clean to the bone. Deliberate sachet, tempo exaggerated, Tempting and teasing, pleasing the eye. They had carrots on fingers. I said they had carrots on fingers and scents that lingered, exquisite cologne, and they were clean to the bone. I mean, clean to the bone. Faded edges, role playing with no script. Dudes and duds and broken down brims, cocked and bent. Attitudes and threads, we waited to be called in that back room where they spit gangster wit. Before videos, before TV was dudes and duds with sweet tongues, making their points in after hour joints, live and direct. We upstarts learning our parts. We sit internalizing gangster wit like understudies in a movie script. And after hours, joints delighted. And for you. Oh, wait. Oh, maybe a study. <laughs> Mama, oh, you came. You came in here with that, and that was that. You know that was that. Well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna follow you with uh, with uh, Sunday after church follies. Okay. A little wine, spend some time. No clothes, but you can put on something sexy. Allow me to call into your ears frequently, promising not to be a nightmare. But a welcoming creature, you have dreams about nightning. Relaxing your mind, read your thoughts without reason of exploring and analyzing your runaway thoughts. There are no riddles to figure out. I intend to make you glisten like dew upon a rose. 
I come to taste your wet flower, kiss your thighs and mouth until you wet again. I'm yours tonight. Cinnamon flavor, taste the honey, gonna bite your lips again and again, so mischievous, make you tell me they are mine. While you smell thick, rich, and wet floral aroma waft through the air, wet fingertips reach your moans, and he delved in between those thick, sexy thighs. I want a taste of things you want me to put my mouth on inside your dreams. Taste your fruit to adjust the amount of sugar to the wetness of your trembling walls. With my tongue romance, tell me you want it comprehensive, suddenly ooze through her like heated honey purling through her veins. His gaze gentle, taking in the vulnerability in her eyes. His gaze was drawn to her lips parted in full, and the sound of her shallow breath filled him with a fierce longing. As his tongue met the mark, a weak gasp escaped her as he stiffened. He couldn't relent. The taste of her lips was far more than he bargained for. His tongue desperate to explore. Her wet lips melted to his tongue with an answering moan. He was shocked when her lips rivaled his with equal demand, searing her body and then her conscience as her heated body shuddered. She stared at him through glazed eyes. Her pulse was still pumping in her veins at a ridiculous rate. Very thought inflamed, but fury and desire at the same time muddled her mind. As a triple orgasm flowed through her body, the tongue vibrated through her low and thick inside her wet walls. His figure eight savage trapped all protests in her throat. A faint moan escaped her lips and all resistance fled, burned away by the heat of his tongue, leaving her weak and wanting. Her body still quivering from his ravage of his tongue, so too stunned to move and too shaken to care. She pressed a trembling hand to her mouth, her lips too swollen from his direct tasting as her mind continued scanning heaven. He always answered her prayers with the whole of his tongue as the gentle breeze from the window blew through her wet thighs with a mysterious smile. She sighed completely satisfied. She said, thank you, Pastor, for this wet sermon. You made me see heaven. And that's only on DSR all damn day. There that girl, there that piece go. Mama, oh, you always amaze me. Whatever you do, whenever you come through, you always bring something beautiful, sassy, smart, and very different from anybody else that comes through on these poetry shows. And I just want to say from the DSR family and myself, we thank you for attending and supporting DSR. Oh wow, that is so beautiful. You're so you're you're a beautiful person. That's just the bottom line. You're a beautiful person. Wow. So you know we have to we have to make sure that you're out there because you do come through and you do come through and support. You know, okay. you do. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right, we're gonna set you back down on the couch, Mama. Oh, now. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you Thank go. Thank you, Jeffrey. One love. You're very welcome. Yes, yes. I love you too, Mama O. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. We're going to bring in 
Slideshow. Slideshow, <laughs> you in the building. How y'all doing? Oh, man, you in the building. That's the thing. You in the building. That's how we <laughs> doing. You know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. in the building. So let me put this let me put this across to you also, since you in the building. The poet who writes free verse is like a Robinson Crusoe on his desert island. He must do all his cooking, laundry, and ironing for himself. In a few exceptional cases, this manly independence produces something original and impressive, but more often the results is squalor. Dirty sheets on the unmade bed and empty bottles on the unswept floor. But in poetry, it's the choice of expression that determines the content, whereas in prose, it is the opposite. It is the world the author chooses, the events that happen in it that dictate its rhythm, style, and even verbal choices. Would you care to reiterate on what I just spoke? Mm. Lyrically, off the head, my pen been crazy. Even when I freestyle, sometimes I even amaze me. On stage, online, or reading it straight from the page, I want to change expressions, make haters learn lessons, each moment in life is just a way of testing more than your blessings. My ink never resting. Okay. Very good. Very good. Very good. Very good answer. Very good answer. Well, I'm handing you the mic. <laughs> okay. Let me see what you got. Let me see if you can make the speakers in this building rumble and tumble. Now, my feminine friend prompted me before we even enter in the open mic. So I had to wrap my mind around the message that she whispered in my ear. As I stepped on stage, I spoke no title. And what the females begin to hear made them squirm in their chairs. Drop chins. Slowly, they starting to comprehend. A few wiping their lips like they begin drooling. I was waiting for the drips from pussy lips to start pulling on the floor as the one that prompted me walks back out the door. My temp rises, surprising me the passion of each reaction of audience members squirming in chairs. I focus on their stares on the back of my neck, all the head standing, demanding more. I'm seeing in their eyes as temperature really starts to soar, sweat on my brow. 
I even heard a few say, wow. Me the whole time caught up in my own freestyle about receiving head. Now, my pen might be crazy, but my freestyle caused small deaths, and I'm not talking about people winding up dead or gasmic occasions as their imaginations I'm invading. I finished, not drop mic, but running to the bathroom trying to cool off, splashing water on my face. It wasn't working, so I ran to the door so they couldn't see the expression on my face. The cold air froze skin until goosebumps start showing. Lady follows me out. Asks me, damn, was that just a freestyle or was that somebody that you were talking about? She said, you should remember me from school days, but still... I was in the days from the moment that just passed and not another question that she need to ask as I handed her my phone and she injected her number for me to call her later. Knowing later I'm gonna do her amazing favor in peace. Oh yeah. Oh, we you just coming in here and light a candle up in this building tonight. Oh, we you wanna you wanna lick it like that? Is that what it is? You wanna lick it like that? You know? Oh, oh, you know? I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna follow you with something since you wanna open that door. <laughs> so it goes. Um, hey, girl. Don't want to put you on blast, but whichever one of you get here first, got the message. You left on the asthma machine that sexy voice. Ooh, we have the habit of exciting some things. It's chilly out in Boston. Just turn the heat on low. Really want to snuggle, but you're not here just yet. Thought I would entice you. Need to run my tongue around places not yet explored. Got the Moscato on chill. Got the latest Big Mama house in the video recorder. Have steak on the patio grill to making a fresh salad with fresh shrimp. I thought you might stop by. Got that bath water running and the steam on in the gazebo. Maybe you might want to spend the night since it's Friday. Sunday maybe even slow dance with no clothes on. I want to smell your sensual skin and lick your sensual seductors. I want to lose myself deep inside you. Stroke and worship your bare feet with cocoa butter and lavender baby oil. Toy with your meek mind outline with my tongue, your beautiful sensual curves. I want to try and accumulate some bonus points for your selection of what you crave. Feel like climaxing tremors shake us. I'm going to be your submissive if you decide to come over. Kiss you and lick your lips and suck your little tongue until your world will collide. Lick it like a lollipop with unabashed lust with a slow sensual sephoric. Two hearts beating in rapid motion as 
to a river in swift array. I want to turn your naughty. I want to. I want you to whisper to me how bad you wanted and beg me to take your back door and flood you with warm milk while you tell me to make you surrender to your rumbling bones, touching boning ecstasy, screaming in the night. This is where I want to take you on desire's lusty flight, transport you to heaven as I spread your eager lips as my stiff phallic treasure enters, making us complete. And that's in peace. Oh, there wow. you go. <laughs> okay. Just follow up. Just follow up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, we're going to set you down. You, you, we're going to set you down on the couch here, and we're going to bring in Strain Poetry to the building. Strain Poetry, you in the building? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. What's up, man? Who am I speaking to? Strange poetry lies. I mean, can I get a, a government name or, or a moniker other than strange poetry? That's all I'm giving, brother. I'm running from the government. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got to give. <laughs> all right, okay. Well, then let me pass some. Let me pass something by you, then, since you're running from the government. Let me pass something by you. Um, let me see. Romanticism took for granted that the origins of the work could be found in life of the writer. Romanticism is is intensity, and the watchword for romanticism is imagination. A romanticism man is a natural being in a natural world informed by intense introspection and a belief in the stability and sovereignty of the individual himself. Can you, of all people, reiterate on that? That's heavy, bro. That's heavy. I got to meditate on that for a while. That's heavy. <laughs> I got to back up off that for a minute. Let that marinate, man. Ooh, you cold for that. You real cold for that one. Ooh-wee. I'm still on the surface right now. Ooh-wee. I don't know what to say. Uh, yeah, yeah. So what you got for us, man? Anything you want to do, man? Anything you want to do? Nasty. All right, I'm, I'm going to give you the city of syllables. I'm going to take you somewhere real quick called the city of syllables. Go ahead. Do that thing. <laughs> My notebook is a landscape. You can't escape the fate of thought. In the streets of blue ink were all written wars of thought. My paragraph, they stand like skyscrapers. I'm the outline outlaw. Let me take you. Past tense, present tense, and future tense. It's the one invading essays with suffocating suffixes and pistol grip prefixes for the writer's block. I got a new shipment of root words arriving at the dock. Anybody coming through can hear with predicates, and I'm dumping them in a lake full of clauses with no conjunctions. You came out with laryngitis, and your tongues were swollen. I was in parenthesis while you were throwing commas and semicolons. It's a figure of speech, thief charged with manslaughter. For assassinating authors in alphabetical order. And not our proud with vows, even sometimes why. And personal pronouns for non writers walking by. Spitting my copy written, how dare you lie? How dare you try? I got a clip full of agitating adjectives just ready to fly. <laughs> Left you in a puddle with slurred words. Penetrators invest with my hollow tip adverbs. <laughs> Don't get caught up in my crossword puzzle. 
you wind up in the closet tied up, blindfolded, and muzzled. 20,000 leaves beneath the composition. Your scuba gear couldn't reach the depths of my deep sea diction. Listen, there's certain laws you must adhere to. My metaphors are on courses the illiterate couldn't steer through. None can escape my legislation. Foreign actors get decapitation from this pronunciation. This is a capital letter punishment because you forgot to indict. Now you choose your style of execution in a cursive or print. Welcome to the city of syllables. Yeah, that's it. Damn. Now that's some shit right there. That is the shit right there. I like that. I like that. I like that. Thank I like you, bro. That. I like that. Yes, sir, man. Appreciate you coming through, man. Really do appreciate you coming through, man. Right We're going to Los Angeles, California. Yes, sir. Oh, what part? What part of California? South Central. Crenshaw, uh, right? Manchester. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, oh, well, you know, you. <laughs> I'm from 46 of St. Andrews. Oh, you right down the way. <laughs> what up, homie? <laughs> what it do, man? What it do? <laughs> That's my South Central brother right there. Okay, okay. We're going to have to bang, hook up. Bang. Hit me. We're going to have to hook up on Facebook, man. You know. Yes, sir. We're going to have to chat, man. We're going to have to chat about home, man. For sure, for sure. All right, all right. We'll set you back down on the couch. All right. All right. All right. DJ Kane. We getting ready. Right. Oh, oh, let me let me bring DJ Kane in. DJ Kane, you in the building? Yes, sir. I'm in the building. All right, man. I'm handing you. I'm I'm handing you the mic, and I'm getting you a. I'm giving you a patented number seven two four seven zero two eight. You know, spit that piece on that patented piece. Your yes. mic. Imagination to be envisioned. I'm an adventurer, becoming one with the sea. Traveling, seeking new places is how I live and breathe. A storm hit us out of nowhere. The waves crash, becoming big as mountains. The waves overwhelmed the ship as it got dragged down to the bottom of the sea. The ocean swept me away like I was nothing. Thinking this is the end of me. I awake for a moment. The sun grazed upon my eyes. I barely could see. As I was being dragged from the beach. I passed out once more. Later, I awake again looking out of a window to a structure I seem to be in. It's dark outside. Realizing it's nighttime. The door opens as this stranger walks in at first speaking a language I couldn't understand until I said, who are you? Understanding my speech, the stranger apologized and introduced, saying her name is Ayana. As she takes off her hood, now realizing she is a beautiful woman who saved my life. I thanked her and asked, did you find anyone else? And she said, no, you are the only survivor. As I then asked, where am I? She got closer, rubbed my head and said, you're in Africa. Days to weeks went by as I realized Ayana is a warrior woman who fed me, nursed me, got me healthy as I grew closer. 
to her, thinking to see the world is calling me, but do I really want to leave? So I asked Ayana, do you want to come with me? And she said, yes, it is only me here. My family died some time ago. Now I continue on my journey, my destiny with my warrior woman next to me. Now, where will the sea take me? And that's always on DSR all damn day in peace. All right now, all right now, all right now, ladies and gentlemen, get your pieces ready. We're going to go into speed round mode when we come back from this music break. And I'll tell you how it goes when we come back from this music break. All right, DJ Kane, take us to the music break. Oh. 
right, ladies. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. It is speed round time. Y'all know how it go. You spit your piece when your mic says unmuted. And when you finish, when you finish spitting your piece, you say next artists are in peace. And so this is what we have in the building tonight. First up, we have Mother Wit. Second up, we have Florida. We're going to skip past Northwest Ohio. We have Mid-Southeast Texas. We have Illinois, and we have West Maryland and Southeast Pennsylvania just listening tonight. And then we have Sideshow, and then we have our own CEO, the DJ King, and then me, myself, Mr. Boston. So with that being said... Let's get this speed round started. Mother Wit, your mic. Mother Wit, your mic. DJ Kane, open Mother Wit's mic, please. Mother Wit. Okay, a pawn in the game, a laughing stock. A pawn in the game, a setup to situate when you take a check. He has put all his boys in the game. Americans, Americans, we we are now their rival game. They have put the dunce up front, for front. While in the background, another aim is brewing, different flavor. The plot thickens and may continue to fruition. Their evil plans can only be accomplished accomplished with your permission. He'll call the wicked from out of the shadows. Billionaire rulers, Walmart, Coke brothers, and that select bunch of strangers and the big money changers responsible for the children missing. All other atrocities of this century committed by them and only we can stop them. Body parts corralled like the Rothschilds and those who sanction sex with a child. Lastly, but not least, his final heart did not start, and the other treacherous fools that rule behind the scenes are calling shots, building underground cities on vacant lots. Don't let them do it. Expose them as we who are still connected to the universe, we who are still connected will call that final shot because we be the fastest on the draw. We who have the knowledge of what it means to be obedient to God's law. People, we must make the truth known and make it plain. Tell it as quickly as possible so that the snares and the pitfalls of those they serve and those who serve evil's purpose and seek the ruination of our souls, see their goal, war and power and control is the greatest harvest of human souls because so many are called and so few are stepping up This is a war for the minds of men, and they who spew only half-truths are worse 
than the ones who tell whole lies. See, poets must make the truth known as quickly as possible. How do we stop them? We seek and we find. Anything else is asinine to who do we tell the truth? We tell the truth to everyone with ears. We tell the truth because he promised that if we did this, that the knowledge of the truth would set us free. In peace. Next bullet. Florida, your mic. Florida, your mic. Of shakeup. When the attacks are frequent and intense, rest assured deliverance is not. The adversary is trying to keep you from your blessing. If he can sway you, delay is evident. Stay watchful. You say deliverance? Like you are far into trials when they come in like a flood? No, you must be doing something right. Or, on the other hand, your calm may be disrupted because you were needed to work on the highway of life. If already, if already at work, if already at work, the interference is to hopefully abort your mission. Lady of Love. As meditation counseled my attentive spirit, I felt another presence trying to intrude. I have encountered our presence at another time. The point of my first release, he brought with him the spirit of determined. I fought the good fight and prevailed. The stronghold was broken. The weaponry I use is not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Did he forget he has been defeated? I remained calm, armed in my defense. I would use him, but there is no time to summon for his help. This fight must be fought now. Armed and extremely dangerous is my motto. So real are the roadblocks. They are designed to turn your attention away from your destiny and use you in the process, hoping to take your life before you realize what is going on. One undeniable sign is convoluted chatter, switching lanes, between maybe you should or shouldn't, and back again, tempered with a parade of subjects, changing your mind like a ball on the roulette table. Guard your heart, your mind, with all diligence, I stand before you not to display any accolades to defy myself, nor lend charge to where I have on earth been. My very testimony tells who and what I am, tried in the fire, on, on, on a mission to spread the good news and to herald the warning. We sit in audiences listening to, un, 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 to uniformed rhetoric, Half of what comes across the podium are half-truths and puffed-up stories of overworked imaginations, or the misinformation is intentionally delivered to keep the plates full and running over. I implore you to study for yourself to show yourself approved. 
a workman not ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Pimps and hustlers in the pulpit. You were supposed to use those organizational skills to support the communities you minister to. Tell me this. Why is Mother Jones without lights this week? I am sure the price of her lights was in the plate on Sunday. Monday, her service should have been restored. The word said, bring your offering to the storehouse where there will be substance for the needs of the people when applicable. Who visited Brother Jesse? He's been in the nursing home for years now, out of sight, out of mind. Wow. Word said, I was sick and you visited not. If you did it to one of my least, you did it to me. You bailed your unruly son out of jail with what monies? You don't work. My son is in prison. You have yet to visit. I was in prison and you visited me not. That you've done to one of my least, you've done it to me. My mission is to bring truth and enlightenment to darkness. I was lost and now I'm found. Let he that have an ear, let him hear. We are not on our jobs. If the ball is dropped, We don't have team players willing to hustle to make up the difference. So sad. I started, and I'm going through. May have to go it alone, but determined to go through. Lady of Love, Poetry Concert. Next artist. Southeast Pennsylvania. Nobody ever said life would be easy. We've all experienced trials and tribulations, loss of loved ones, disrespect, disappointment, and have cried a deluge of tears. We've all felt embarrassment, frustration, and being crippled by some uncontrollable fear, hurt because the one you love is far away and you really needed them near. I think it's safe to say that each of us have all felt life was stacked against you and failure or heartache pain and loss seem to be present in everything you do. And all of these things are true, but needed for a given season. It is from the depths of pain and loss and despair that we realize that there is a power that has brought us through. There is a love that did not desert us through all our woes, ever present, ever willing, ever able to empower in our weakness, ever comforting when we were down, feeling all was at a loss. Then we were reminded of Jesus and what he did and accepted for us upon that saving cross. All the things that you have endured had to happen to prepare you and strengthen you for the battle you now face. The fact that he has brought you through what you have already endured makes it evident that you are held within his grace. You have a destiny, a task to complete for him, and all the infirmities and tricks of the enemy, God's purpose he cannot erase. God is the creator of time and space. He has you in his loving hands, his loving and capable hands, and outside the limitations and the powers of Satan and of man. His purpose for you, you may may not be presently known, but purpose he most definitely has, that you can be sure. And your greatest moments are yet to come, births like a phoenix rising from the ashes of the suffering you have already endured. Listen to that still, small voice of God inside telling you that you are not alone, that with him you are strong. You have had what you needed to overcome and thrive all along. 
that voice telling you that, that you matter and that through you he has already planted some seeds and that he, like always, is with you right now in this, your time of need. So shake off those feelings of stress and bask in the glow of his perfect righteousness. And remember, he loves you, and in that, you are eternally blessed. God's love for you is so omnipresent. He offers hope from the abyss. Father God, I pray that you would surround some soul with your love and marvelous spirit. Comfort them and give them peace. In the name of Jesus, Satan's attacks must cease. Walk forward with your head held high. Allow your heart to feel God's perfect bliss. No more shall you wallow in remorse and hurt and pain. We call out, we call out to that life-saving name, beseeching thee to grant this saint hope in the abyss and peace. Mr. Boston is back on you, man. Mr. Boston, come back. Unmute yourself, Mr. Boston. All right, we look like we have some technical issues. We're going to bring in the next caller that's Mid-Southeast Texas. The date was February 10th, 2024. The time is 7.45 as I'm sitting here writing a score about a date I had in Georgia presence, leaving me wanting more. We went from a bar to a poetry session where we danced the night away. And just before we arrived, I pulled her to the side and gave her some lyrical foreplay. She said she had something for me and told me to close my eyes. But just before I do so, what do you know for me to realize? In my rearview mirror marks the symbol for me to call it a night. I kissed her gently on her hand, acknowledging something wasn't right. I couldn't get deep into the details, but I promised that I would call. She pleaded me not to go, as if she was trying to stall. I was inches and seconds away from suiting up, if only she knew why I had to go. Feeling guilty that my alter ego was something she could never, ever get to know. We get back to her crib, all cool and serene. Thinking tonight just wasn't the night to get up under her jeans. So I go to my rough cave to suit up without a hitch. Head straight to the hottest open mic venue and said, 
son of a bitch. Every line that she spoke, every bar she just spit, got me feeling some type of way for her to steal my shit. While holding down all of my rage, my face is lit, and she calls me to the stage. Underneath my cow, my face is trading places with B-Rabbit at the end of 8 Mile. Standing in front of this mic, wondering how did she bite my style. Then it occurred to me it was with her where I should have stayed. Had me looking like Jeffrey Bingham saying to her, Well played. In peace. Next poet. Mr. B, are you back, man? Is there some sounds of life? Come on back, Mr. B. All right, we still having some technical difficulties. We apologize for that. Moving on to the next caller, Illinois, you up. Good evening. It's just me. You just, are you spitting or just listening? Just listening. All right, thanks for tuning in. Thank you. Hey, you're welcome. And uh, next up, we got West Maryland. Quiet on the set. Lights, camera, action, and I cannot say a word. The audience sees me, but I cannot be heard. Invisible dark flesh showed in the limelight. I have the script memorized, and it sounds so right. The director yells, cut. I'm like, what the fuck? Understudied in a starring role by those who shuck. Silence like I've been told. Like I've been told to trust. In comes the stunt voice. I sound too black, of course. Into the Foley artist with the background noise. Action. And I play my part. Arms and legs moving. Facial expressions proving I'm into the role. No second takes. No mistakes. No breaks for an actor of color. Who won't sound like those others. Brothers who buffoon and sound like cartoons. For the sound of ruffling paper. They bought into the caper. I've been handed an eraser. If you choose to escape your skin, go on. Pencil it in. But you'll never be a sharpie if your mouth can't be real. I'm not a vocal conversationalist or a hip-hop rapid lyricist. A sage-burning spiritualist can't remove the demons. When monetary value is all you're seeking. Heavy breathing because I'm seething. Heavy drinking because I'm led to it. I've read through the scripts. I won't take a sip. Nah, hell nah, that's the plan from the man. Those lectors who get your mental with lectures, poignant conjectures that don't mean a thing. They just feed off your brain. When engorged off your pain, it's on to the next plateau, the next dark soul who thinks they have it made. They'll take you to the pinnacle, charge you when they get full. Dinner's on you. Now how you feel? Quiet on the set? 
Shit just got real. Next artist. All right, next up in the building side show. Constantly looking for escapes, a silver lining out of this gray cloud. Part of it has to be timing. Part of it has to be pure will and faith intertwining. Even the soft caress of comfortability with glooming untrust of humanity with moisture in the air numbing some of my abilities as I as the magnification of once and knees create thunder and lightning combinations sparking from the depth of me, determination as the soft drizzle of my concentration focus through the windows of my soul without built-up condensation that I will wipe away just to get a better view. At these heights, which I am now at, I never knew as the drizzle turns into a constant downpour, I ask, can you stand the rain? And before you answer, please make sure, because this type of rain soaks you down to the core. I mean, every piece of clothes plus more clinging to your body as you shiver from the cold. Even having the cloth that you'll cut from creating a new mold now, do you run for shelter, looking for a place to get warm? hiding the purest form of yourself from the storm, literally naked to all of the elements, your hair drenched, portraying your natural elegance. Now that I have you soaked from head to toe, will weathering the storm with me strengthen or weaken your ego? When you find out, please let me know. In peace. Next artist. I sit here looking at this blank page. I mean, realizing as a writer, there are so many paths to take, to feed, to absorb, but where should I go? Or where should I take you? It seems like I keep talking about the same old thing, thinking what has life have to offer me or what do I have to offer life? After hearing this or reading this, many of you either hit the stop button, turn the page, said, to hell with this guy, someone already said this before. But in life, everything that was said in the present was already said years ago. It will be said in the future. It doesn't matter what language it was. So how can I come up with something new? More importantly, who are you? Rather, who am I? To question you, ponder my existence. Science says I'm an organism, blood, flesh, bone, skin, organs. I am a human. I am a man. We live, we die, we reproduce. Is this all we do? <laughs> Maybe I have too many questions. However, I think when I don't have any more questions, that could be the time to fear. Where do I go from here? My fate tied to one world, one country, one state, one city. So why should I ponder so many thoughts, so many questions? Am I crazy? Could be. 
Is the life I have now all there is, or am I wasting time thinking I know there is more than this? As reality presents, there is always more than everything anyone could possibly know. I wonder, did I take you somewhere, or did you take me? Fill the page, and that's always on DSR all damn day. Yeah. All right. We're going to check in once again with the host, Mr. Boston. Are you in the building, man? All right, well, Mr. Boston had problems, uh, difficulties with his phone, you know. want to apologize for that, but shout out to him for what he did earlier for being a DSR host and holding it down. I want to give a shout-out to people in the speed round. I mean, y'all did y'all thing. I mean, y'all blazed the DSR way. <laughs> you know, let's come for the CEO. You know, DJ Spade, all of my names. I'm under, you know, shout-out to, uh, who's that? Uh, yeah, Lady of Love. Shout-out to her. Shout-out to Mama O. Shout-out to... Joe the Verbal Mind Dancer, you know, shout the side show. Shout to uh, Paul Sansom, a.k.a. Divine Inspiration. Shout out to the Lyrical Vigilante. I mean, y'all was going in, you know. Shout to uh, Stormy. You ain't spit, but you hear, though. You listening, you know. you uh, Your spirit is in the DSR building. You know, and uh, definitely... Shout out to Strange Poetry. You did your thing before the speed round, man. It's good to hear you. I'm connected with you already on Facebook. Y'all ain't know this is Spade. And, uh, yeah, you went in, man, when I heard you. You know, great pieces from great poets. You know, uh, the, the, image, the image that y'all placed on the show tonight was is awesome. You know, uh, some of y'all did follow the guidelines. We was talking about that poetic fantasy. What kind of imagination you can script with your your pen or your pencil to the paper. You know, that's what we was trying to get out of y'all minds, out of y'all brains here tonight. You know, I feel like a poetic zombie absorbing. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, yeah, shout out to y'all. I want to thank y'all for coming through. And uh, make sure y'all check out the next broadcast. That's next Saturday. DSR presents all artists lined up with your hosts, Sam Easy and Black Rose, featuring Dark Joy Child, a.k.a. Sylvia Blaylock, will be in the DSR building, one half of Joe, the verbal mind dancer, partner in crime. You know, repping Epiphany Radio, taking socks off and ready to blaze on DSR. Until then, I want y'all to keep writing, keep thinking, keep imagining. You know, I'm not the only storyteller here. All y'all be having them stories, man. Go in. Just keep doing your thing. That's from DSR. All damn day.